Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The post-Civil War landscape of the American West offers escape and opportunities to many new immigrants who come to the country's shore. A few of them brave the journey to the camp town of Missouri Crossing, each looking for a new lease on life in the Dakota Territories. Join the settlers of Missouri Crossing, including Gregory Smith, played by Joaquin, Sister Margaret Miller, played by Monica, Bjorn Hagman, played by Chris, and Craig as the keeper of arcane lore, as we explore the horrors that await us on Down Darker Trails. Quinn, what was your deceased brother's name, the one that died in the war? I know we talked about it in the first session. Alan. All right. So, Gregory, you wait a couple hours and basically kind of shoot the shit with the privates around the fire. And you're pretty much accepted and no one really pays your mind. From talking with them, you get the idea that basically this uh, little troop of the 7th Cavalry is out here. And it's really the only sort of recognizable, like, law enforcement um, in the area. But even that, like, they're mostly just spend their time going on patrols and as it gets darker you see one of those patrols arriving and the the guard at the gate sees them too and so they're able to open the gate and three or four men on like really dusty pintos ride in kicking up dust as they go go by and they dismount and they're just like basically covered with the the grime of the trail and the hard riding they've been doing they dismount and stand next to their um, horse until one man with just like this like bright red beard um, says dismissed. And after that, they kind of like oh, take off their hats and just kind of wipe their brows. And among them, you see someone you recognize, a 25-year-old man named Georgie Smith. So I see you ran all the way to, out to the wilderness and then you still can't get away from me. The man kind of like pauses for a second and then slowly turns his head to the fire pit and says Gregory you made it he starts to um, run over to you but realizes that he's still holding onto the reins of his horse <laughs> so then his um, momentum is slowly arrested yeah I'll get up and meet him like halfway and he kind of gives you a big hug and like clasps um, uh, arm on your shoulder and he's quite a bit smaller than you and a couple years younger but the similarities between the two of you are apparent. Apparent, yes. Oh man, did where, where's Sam? Where's the kids? Well, I, I wanted to see you. Wanted to catch up with you first, so that'll be quicker for me to just ride out here because we had just got into town earlier today. Oh, oh, that's that's great. Where are you guys staying? Well, that's actually what I want. I, we got a little, we got a little place. You know, we got a little uh, nothing near the park-ish area. We like our wagons, sort of like we sort of like round them up. Oh, we don't, we don't really have the, an idea of where we're going to stay long term yet. Uh, yeah, by uh, talk to you about boss's livery. That's uh, that'll do for short term. But uh, wow, this is this is amazing. Did you uh, did you bring the thing by chance? What was the thing I was supposed to bring? Uh, he asked for a bottle of rum. <laughs> you might not have brought it with you, but um, you probably have it with the wagon. Yeah, I'll, yeah. So yeah, I don't have it with me on now. I didn't. I didn't know how uh, ex- how uh, open the. Uh, your uh, your compatriots are to just random men bringing in whiskey. 
he kind of nods and then just kind of gives you the, like the um I, I understand we don't need to talk about it uh gestures okay he's like oh that's that's wonderful um did you get the whole forge out here or like uh, most of it luckily i we had a little bit of trouble but luckily none of none of, none of my uh stuff was really permanently lost at any point natives <sighs> animals they'll, Do you they'll... have any trouble with the animals around here not really we we have our uh, rifles, and most of them uh, don't want to come near the the walls and everything. And uh, we could see pretty much everything from quite a while off. Occasionally, uh, run into some of the savages on the um, patrols, but they know by now to stay far away from us unless they uh, want a piece of the good old USA. Uh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah, don't don't you worry, there, big brother. We'll we'll keep uh, you in the. Uh, the rest of the, uh, those uh, townies safe. So, you've been keeping busy? You've been doing good? Well, get busy. There's not much to do out here. And it is a dry fortification, if you will. I gotcha. But, uh, I, you know, I get a couple days off every fortnight. So, usually go and try to make a couple more dollars cutting wood over at the lumber yard or you know jerry saloons um the the closest and the cheapest but you know silver dollar is probably one of the better places oh you should definitely try the stew if you ever go there i'll see if i get some time in the next few weeks but i I imagine i'm gonna be pretty busy yeah so i'm curious you've been here a while right you any you see any like spots that you think would be good land for a little spot for me to you got a couple choices. Um, you can you can go into town where you'll probably have a lot more chances of um, getting business, but it'll cost you. Or you can go out a little ways, but then you might not get as much, but mm. it'll definitely be cheaper. All right, yeah. If it was me, I'd try to go somewhere on the river, either by the coal mine or possibly by the lumber yard and team up with some people at the mill. Could definitely... Uh, you know, combine your crafts, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, good to hear. If if you're looking into the horseshoeing business, maybe somewhere closer to the livery, but I don't know. You come a long way from making nails for Dad, eh? Indeed, I have. That was a long time ago. Long, long time ago. Anyway. So, so yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna you know, continue to like you know chat with his brother and see you know you'll get some bit more details and then he's gonna like eventually gonna okay what time is it like what 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 time is it roughly like when it you know what... probably like four I mean you could stay there or you could probably make it back but it probably be getting dark by the time you get back either way is fine yeah definitely I think he'll hmm will he want to risk with the journey or will he want to stay behind some walls. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he'll want to risk it just so he can get back to his family, and make sure they're safe. So, you know, if you spend some time um, chatting with your brother, he, he regrets that um, he he won't be able to spend a lot more time with you for a couple of days. But mentions that uh, at the end of the week he'll have a couple of days off and should definitely go and uh, pour one out for Alan at some point. I hold you that hold you to that promise. And I, I assume you're like you're probably helping him brush down the horse and like. Mm-hmm kick off um his boots and yeah you're basically just like kind of hanging out with him as he's coming off the patrol but 
yeah, you, you spend some time with them and then it's not too much of a hassle to make it um, back now that you know the way at least. Yep, that definitely is a nice thing to know where you're going. And I imagine like Gregory kind of likes the idea of being able to see things from approaching from at a distance. It probably has quite a impact on not freaking out as much. Yep, fairy, having big open prairies is always good for soothing your nerves about something sneaking up on you. Yeah. So, yeah, as you are arriving back into Missouri Crossing, you cross in the uh, the the portion and there's like a like a wooden sign on post saying Lewis plus sign Clark at the um, the place where you crossed over. And not far from that, there is a it's sort of like a, a wagon, but uh, it looks like a big uh, canvas uh, tent has been um, kind of stretched out and staked down with some poles. And a few people are paying 25 cents for a shot of whiskey um, at the tent. Yeah, definitely. He'll, he'll like, he'll like, you know, ride past him. He'll definitely be tempted. You know, just, uh, just, you know, trying to just forget, you know, drown a sorrows for a bit, but then eventually he, like the uh, guilt, he, he he like entertains entertains the idea of like you know just relaxing with like a drink for a bit, but then like the guilt of oh, I gotta make sure everyone is safe. I gotta make sure about that. I gotta keep that up. All right, Bjorn and Margaret, having uh, taken care of Zeke and returned her to Little Mary, what are your plans? Margaret would just return the dog to Mary, and then kind of meet up with Father Nas. And, you know, Sister Michael to see where they are and figuring out where they're going to set up, you know, their permanent encampment, I suppose. And, yeah, I guess just just kind of have a chat. Nothing really of consequence. Bjorn? I'm going to go to the Silver Dollar then. Once I drop her off, bring a book with me. Sure. Yeah. Um, are you still on uh, your history book or did you trade it with someone else? What What is Bjorn <clears throat> reading now? I would say it's still the same history book because he hasn't done much reading in the last few days. Well, probably the last few months. You work yeah. hard all day, and by the time um, you're done working, it's dark out. For sure. You can't yep. really like, spare lantern oil that often. Exactly. All right. So you head over to the large building, which was pointed out as the Silver Dollar. And at this time of day, it's probably getting past um, like four or five. It's not quite dark yet but it looks like it's getting there. You're at a much higher uh, latitude than you had been in the past, but uh, or in the past few uh, months, but um, kind of being from Norway, you're kind of used to the cold um, at this point. And you do notice that uh, a few people are starting to wear a little bit heavier clothes towards the end of the night than, than they were while they were walking around during the day. You walk up with the the dirty pinewood boards to the front door and you see like the, the two doors you kind of like they're literally saloon doors which push in and out on a hinge and as you push through you're immediately assaulted by many strong um, strong smells and a cacophony of growling and barking at you and it's really really loud barking what's the source of the barking uh, you look around, and as you walk in, you're greeted by like a whole brace of these really, really short um, but really long dogs. You've never seen anything like them before. And they're they're just in the bar. They're just in the saloon. There. They're just running around the saloon, and they're they're barking at you as soon as you enter. 
<clears throat> I put my hand on my weapon for a second, you know, just on the holster, like what the fuck, like holding my book, like looking around, like what is going on in here? Um, as you as you do that, um, can you make me a psychology roll? <clears throat> Fifty-seven out of fifty uh, fail. Uh, yeah, people are laughing at you for some reason, but you don't. You're obviously not in on the joke. Yeah, I just kind of look. Just, are there a lot of people in here with the dogs? Yeah, um, there's people like lined up on the bar, which is basically new pine. Um, there, the the chairs are all wooden. There's not a whole lot of like metal or like fabricated uh, accoutrement um, on the inside. There's like like one small mirror and many, many, many glass bottles filled with some amber colored liquid. And you can smell in the distance like this big pot of something that's um, been bubbling around. And yeah, you have people playing uh, poker and pharaoh on various tables. You have you see a, a big staircase going up into the second um, story of the uh, saloon in the background. And you see a few uh, women with, you know, appearances not much better than yours, but significantly uh, more feminine. I'm walking around. You see a man behind the bar who appears to be constantly uh, filling glasses and you see money changing hands all around. And just like everyone's kind of like taking stock of the new guy in town. Yeah, I walk up to the bar and I'm just trying to get the attention of the bartender to order a drink. It takes you a little bit to get there because like every time you walk around, like one of the dogs is kind of either trying to like bump into your leg or nip at you. And you see one of them even tries to like kind of hump your leg a little bit as you're making your way closer. With that, I just kind of kick it with my foot, like not trying to, you don't want to get it off of me. Right. Not like a hard kick, just like a shoe there, shoe there. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of like um, spout something in uh, Norwegian as you do that. And uh, like, People are just laughing at you. Yeah, I'm not getting too cute. You know what I mean? Like the vibe I'm picking up here is not one that I'm used to. You know what I mean? <laughs> where like places like this were more of a discreet, you know what I mean? Like a man could go and enjoy his pleasures kind yeah. of thing. So there's a second where I'm like thinking about walking out because I realize I'm not going to be able to sit here and be mind my own business. Everything you know is mean? out in the open. You're realizing like there's gambling, there's booze, there's, you know, ladies of the evening. No one's trying to hide a, a single thing. Like there's just large amounts of cash just being passed back and forth. And like it there's nowhere to look. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like there's places to sit, but you're you're all you're always gonna be up in someone's business. It seems like even though it's not even dark yet, that a good portion of the town is already here. Oof. I don't know. I'm like my guy's even having second thoughts of turning around and walking out. You know what I mean? Because at this point he's just like it's is not going to go how he wants. There's too much attention on him, you know, with the, with all these people looking. And then he starts thinking about, well, there's Gregory's wife and my son, you know, and everything like that. So I make a note to myself, like, yeah, I'm going to come back here tomorrow during the day. I just kind of like turn around and walk out with my book, you know, <laughs> just realizing just at this point, because my original intention was to go there and kind of like sit in the corner, read my, you know what I mean? Keep an eye on the comings and goings and just kind of like be indiscreet. But like everyone is like got their eyes on me right now. And I got, dogs freaking trying to hunt my leg you know nipping at me people laughing at yeah. me just kind of like you're yeah. you are laughed at as you like come in and it's almost like you have the feeling like your metal is tested and then like like you're laughed out as you're coming through just yeah, this for sure. ugly norwegian guy who probably doesn't 
know anything. They're all just taking everything that um, they see and know about you from that face value and first encounter. Like, how, yeah. how does that make Jordan feel? Pissed. He, he's pissed, you know, and he's extremely annoyed. But like, he because it, it just reaffirms his uh, his worries about coming to this town that those going to be, you know, then to see like, <clears throat> to see like there's this center of the city that controls everything. And it's just such a madhouse at night. Like it more and more, he's like preparing himself for like what this, uh, what the gentleman who owns it Greer is going to be like, and what he's all going to tell. And again, like this is conflicting with like what he witnessed on his way here. You know what I mean? Like where if that would never have happened out there, he wouldn't give a shit about what's going on in the bar. He would just get a piece of land and be left alone, you know? But now that, like, he's worried about, like, oh, we got to worry about the, the innocent people here who don't know what's out there. What if things like that exist? You know, like, is that... it's So now he's, like, in this weird role he didn't want to be in, like, almost in that corny Godfather 3. Like, when I'm just right when I'm out, they pull me back in. Like, he didn't want to be a lawman. He didn't want to be any of that shit, you know? So he's, like, got this really conflicted vibe right now and so he's just like fuck this and just turns around and walks out and 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 then way he doesn't have the mental energy for it you know right now you know as you are walking out you hear somewhere in the distance a gunshot go off outside of the uh of the saloon yeah as just as you're walking down the street is it can i tell like how close it is or just is this just far off it's within the city limits or when yeah. I say city, I mean within the camp town's limits. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I just kind of like shake my head. You know what I mean? And I just start walking back to where I'm at, you know, because I like, yeah, dude, <laughs> like, I'm just like, fuck, I don't have my horse. You know what I mean? I can't ride over there, but I'm just I'm stealing myself to like talk to Greg when he gets back and be like, we got to like get our shit settled here. We got to like this place is wild, man. You know, uh, speaking of getting settled, uh, what's Margaret been up to after uh, dropping off? little zeke with mary she's just probably been chatting with sister michael and father Nas, uh helping father Nas in any way that she can to kind of unload the caravan wherever they need to after uh boss thompson learns that you are like basically people the cloth he gives you back your nickel for one and then says to you uh, it's a it's about time that we have some good christian folk in here and i couldn't rightly take this ma'am or sister or lady not sure exactly how it works with uh your kind but uh yeah if you need to keep things here you 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 can but eventually it needs to go somewhere oh thank you that is ever so kind of you she says as she takes the nickel back and uh she very politely shakes his hand you know she has a very weak grip but she tries to make it as strong as possible after seeing how he shook Jorn's hand she says, um, we're hoping to get ourselves settled here to make a, you know, sort of a, a figurehead for, for God's, you know, for God's law. And um, I'm very glad to see that there are good, compassionate people like you around. I, I'm afraid I haven't gotten around to making, you know, much of my presence known in the area. But if you need anything at all, you're always free to come to us. Uh, thank you. Um, been a while since we had any uh services or i think you call them masses yes that's right uh one of the first things we'd like to do is of course set up sunday mass and uh set up a nice place for confession if anybody should need to i'm not sure if you'll get any takers for the last one but uh i'm sure people tend just to see what it's all about besides you know the the whiskey and the work there's not much else here 
well, perhaps we can be of assistance with the children, taking care of the children while, you know, the men work and the women take care of the household, uh, get some good Christian education going. And of course, like I said before, if there's anything you need to talk about, if anybody you need to confide in, please feel free to come to us. Um, we're just as excited, you know, to be here and meet everyone. Um, one person at a time is good. And I suppose you're my first one. Can you make me either a psychology or a spot hidden and tell me which? I did a spot hidden and I got a 15 out of 30. Yeah. Again, like Bjorn made this kind of observation earlier, but now, Margaret, you're kind of noticing it as well. As soon as like um, you said uh, the women and the children, you kind of like you got this like blank look from Boss Thompson and he's sort of like he's confused about it. But then like when you think about it, you don't recall seeing very many women and certainly the only children you've seen around were like Johan and Mark and the rest of the Smith family. So with that realization, she's going to sort of clasp her hands together and say, uh, you know, come to think of it, sir, I don't think I recall seeing uh, many children about, aside from the ones that uh, my traveling companions have brought with them. Do you have a local school where the children are, perhaps? Well, there's really been no need for that. There are a few women, but, I mean, there are uh, any kind of, like, blushes. They they work, Mom. She looks a little surprised at that. and She says, <laughs> working women? Uh, do you mean assisting uh, husbands with... Uh, farm work or something of that nature perhaps you notice now that um sister michael is going beet red next to you and then it hits her and she says oh uh oh my apologies um working women and with that she gets extremely red and uncomfortable and uh you know she kind of nods and says uh where are these um Types of women usually uh, found, if I may ask. He kind of seems a little embarrassed about the question, but then kind of like points in the direction of the two buildings that you pointed at earlier. And uh, you have a strong feeling that most of these women are located at the Silver Dollar. So she nods again, and now she's kind of making plans in her head. Now she feels she's got to save the souls of these immoral women, of course. And she was already going to make her way over there. So this seems like, you know, a perfect plan in her mind. She's going to go in there, save some souls, get information on this uh, book, which of course, you know, clearly men who visit prostitutes would be the type of men who would have such inclinations to read about the occult. So she's feeling very excited now to just kind of uh, part her way from Father Nas and Sister Michael, and uh, maybe do a little infiltration. So she gets his wry smile for a second, and she tries to hide it, but she just looks really kind of, you know, chuffed with herself and says, well, I suppose if uh, those are the women that are in town, um, it's a good thing there aren't uh, many children, I suppose. Uh, regarding the men in the town, though, are none of them married? Are they all just single men? I mean, I'm sure there's a few, but there's not a whole lot of combinations for the family type, if you understand what I mean. Um, there's, well, the mine, and there's the lumber camp, but 
neither of those are incredibly inviting, if you understand. Definitely, I I understand what you're saying. I really appreciate the information, uh, so I know what parts of the town to perhaps uh, keep myself away from. And uh, you know, hopefully, with time, once we've established ourselves, perhaps these women can uh, turn a new leaf, so to speak, and uh, start a new page in the chapters of their lives. Perhaps as proper married women who don't have to resort to such type of work. And as you say that. In the um, near distance, you hear a gunshot ring out. When she hears that, she's going to jump, and her mind immediately goes to um, Bjorn, because presumably Gregory is not back yet. And she hears the gunshot. She starts to kind of worry that Bjorn has gotten himself in trouble, and she starts to look around. Where was that sound coming from? Can you make me another psychology roll, please? 57 out of 30, did not make that. You're you're looking around and you've only known him for like a short time, but like Boss Thompson doesn't appear to be phased, but like Sister uh, Michael is kind of like like kind of like is kind of ducking down and looking around, and she peers out the window, and there's a bit of confusion about what's going on right now. Would Margaret have any idea where Bajorn would have headed off once they parted ways? Chris, did you uh, say where you were going? Um, I don't see why not. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was going there to get a whore. He was just going there to kind of like keep an eye and see how things were. So he probably would have said in passing, like he's going to check it out and see what the place is like. I guess um, you would know that maybe he was headed towards the silver dollar. And with that, she's going uh, to look at the stable keeper and say to him, how are you not completely shaken up by that? Is it normal to hear Guns got guns going off in the middle of the afternoon? Sometimes. Sometimes? And then she sounds extremely nervous by that because now she's sort of understanding what Bjorn and Gregory were trying to warn her about. And she says, is that how uh, disputes are settled in this area? Sometimes, he says. And there's like a very dry smile, but he's not like the kind of smile that is indicating happiness, but just acceptance. That kind of runs a chill down her spine. And once again, she's worried that that sound came from Bjorn. And now that Gregory isn't around to protect him or assist him, she's really feeling a little bit of panic. And she's going to nod and try to keep cool, pretend she's not as scared as she is. And she's going to ask one more question, if you wouldn't mind, since I'm new. There's a place here called, uh, I believe, uh, the Silver Dollar that we were just discussing. Would you mind pointing me towards that direction? He kind of like um, indicates the direction and says the big one. Excellent. Uh, Thank you very much. And uh, will I be seeing you on Sunday? Where will you be? Hmm. And with that, she's going to see that as her perfect getaway. And she's going to say, well, Father Nas here is in charge of... Uh, deciding where we finally settle. So if you will talk to him, I will be more than happy to see you on Sunday. Uh, For now, I just have to check on something. I have to check on one of our traveling companions. And she just kind of slips away and starts walking very hurriedly towards the silver dollar. Excellent. Gregory, you're riding a horse on the way into town and there's a gun shop. Can you make me a horsemanship roll? Okay. Or ride a horse roll. 
Watch me fail, fall off, break my neck. I was joking, 95 out of 15. Well, that's not a botch. So you do kind of like fall off when the horse rears um, and you kind of land on your shoulder, but it's not really enough to take damage because you didn't botch. And luckily, payday doesn't bolt. Okay. But um, you kind of dust yourself off and you kind of miss what was going on. But in the distance, you see two men arguing over a what appears to be a third man who's now lying on the ground. Okay, so upon seeing that, Gregory, he... What's he going to do? Does he recognize the men? Or is he still too far away? You've never seen these men in your life. Okay. I think he'll, like, you know, immediately try to, like, you know, grab some cupboard and just you know, try to, like, pull Payday along with him just to, you know, get, get along the side of a building or something. Sure, you do that. There's, like, not a whole lot of uh, good spots, but you're able to kind of get behind like a building that's like partially constructed and like at least one of the four walls on the ground floor provides slight cover and kind of like peeking out from behind it, trying to get a better look what's going on. When at this point, um, Bjorn, you kind of see a figure leading your horse go behind a building and Margaret, you see Bjorn kind of headed towards away from the silver dollar towards this other direction. She's going to pick up her pace. And before when she was walking quickly, now she's flat out booking it, trying to chase after Bjorn and saying, Mr. Hagman, Mr. Hagman, I I heard a, what I think is the sound of a firearm. Are you okay? I uh, like for a second, like see her running at me. I look perplexed. And then I'm just like, well, calm down, calm down. I think I saw Gregor over there with my horse. Listen, and I like look around and I'm trying to read like the reaction of people in the street, like how they're reacting to the gunshot. Cause I'm assuming this is normal happenstance, you know? It seems like a psychology roll to me. All right, cool. I'm going to go ahead and roll it. <laughs> 77 out of 50 did not make it. But can I push it? I would like to push it. You can push it. Well, what sort of consequence uh, do you think would be interesting if you fail this roll? If I fail it, I think I would look totally out of place like an idiot in the middle of the crowd, even worse than like when I walked out there. I'd probably look like more of a jackass trying to like look all intently at what people are looking at. Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Which I don't know if I want to do this now, but it's worth it. It's 50-50 chance. Come on, pass. Oh, I fail it. God damn it, dude. 79 out of 50. <laughs> yeah. This weird, ugly Norwegian dude. Yeah. Total retard. Like, Margaret, as you're watching Bjorn, he kind of like he looks like not the composed man that you've um, come to see on the trail, but he looks like almost like he got thrown off his game and he's out of his element. Gregory, you kind of seen um, these, these two um, people who are arguing over the body of a third kind of like reconcile their differences and then just start pulling the boots off and pay no mind to uh, Bjorn as he was kind of walking by. And they kind of like look at him and kind of start laughing. And then like they start pulling off those boots and, you know, unbuckling a belt. And with that, I'm going to say seeds on you three. Sister Margaret's looking at Bajorn. He seems kind of disoriented and she's going to grab his arm and say, Mr. Hagman, from what I've gathered from that gentleman we met at the stables, this is how uh, law enforcement sort of works. Uh, apparently disputes are settled with guns and the people are completely accustomed to this. So perhaps you were right that uh, 
I, I should be around you and, and Mr. Smith whenever I exit my eventual chapel. I just looked down at her confused for a second. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, Gregory, are uh, you okay? Like, how was the, tr- listen, Margaret, this, this town, this place, it's, I look at her. I went in the silver dollar there. It's madness. Never been in a saloon like that ever. Not even yes. in Chicago. I've heard there's whores. Well, well, and he's looking at Gregory for a second, like, dude, you got to help me. He's like, that is um, normal in an establishment like that. What I mean, it's more. Okay, we, we, Gregory, like, sort of like, butt in, just like, okay, so we can talk about this outside of the street where they might decide we want one of our, one of our pairs of boots. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh, I yeah, saw Greg- that too. I thought, did Gregory just see that or did I see that yeah, too? Yeah, we all saw Greg- it. Gregory um, got a really good look at it, um, okay. and Bjorn, you were kind of like, uh, like thrown off for a bit. But now that um, Gregory it pointed now. it out, he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I'm like, let go, Sister Margaret. I grab her firmly, like by her arm, not like in a you know asshole way, but I just kind of like guide her towards where we're camped out, walking firmly with her. You know, I and should... so yeah, Gregory's like, "Yeah, I've seen not not usually with guns. Usually you get more knives, but I have seen a few things in Chicago." So yeah, just it's. I'm uh, sorry, just the man's dead. We can't really help him right now. We can just try to keep to ourselves for now until we, you know, that's, to, that's not this place isn't going to develop with that behavior like that. Well, we we don't have to get into we don't have to stand off and like get into like, I don't know a duel in the first oh, I know. day here. Yes, I know, of course, but just know, Sister Margaret, and I looked down at her. You you know the seriousness now of what we were warning you of. Yes. Yes, and there's more I found out. Absolutely dreadful things. Those those common women are the only women in town. There are no married women. There are no children. It's just men. Men everywhere. Worker men. Uh, and, and absolutely no sign of married women. It's just those women, Mr. Hagman. I believe this is a town of sin. Well, I think you may be correct there, but... We can change this. Like Gregory said, and like I said before, we can change this, Sister Miller. And that's why you are here. So don't lose heart with that. Do you understand? Of course. We have to do more work than I thought we would. But I believe I believe we can save this town. I don't believe that there's such a thing as giving up on a soul. I, I do think it's going to be a, a tiny bit difficult, given that there's no women or children. And it's... Yes. Uh, uh, but Sister I'm, Miller, I'm worried about Sister Sister Michael. What if they try listen, something on her? Well, then we will watch out for them. Like I said, you will not go anywhere without a man, and her, she will not go anywhere without a man. But listen, Sister Miller, and I, I, I assume we're closer by our camp, you know. And I say it when Gregory can hear. I'm like, we got to protect these people, also though, not from themselves, but from what is out there. That is what we spoke of before. Well, do we know that what we spoke of out there is here? And with that, she kind of remembers what she learned about uh, the book from uh, Mary. And she's going to keep that information to herself because she doesn't want Bjorn to go be a hero somewhere and get himself killed. She thinks she can handle the supernatural, but maybe he's not quite cut out for it. There is evil in this world. I have seen it. It's everywhere. Well, I think... I, I appreciate that you're worried about myself and, you know, Sister Michael, but frankly, with the characters that we've encountered so far, I'm more worried about, dare I say it, little Mary. Don't worry about her. I will make sure nothing happens to her. We will make sure nothing happens to 
Gregory. That's good to know. Good to hear. So I talked to my brother for a bit. We we have some options about where we want. I want it could set up my forge for business, and if you want, you can. I can help you rebuild your places near mine. But that's that's something we need to talk about with the rest. So let's get out of here and hope we can carve out a little bit of civilization in this in this place. Hunters Hunted 2 Corruption follows four hunters who have been plagued by the Supernatural Society and is a great place to start if you're looking for more games to listen to by Twin Cities by Night and you enjoyed Missouri Crossing.